On this episode of Riff and Rock Music Talk, Ryan and Alex explore the commonalities of pop music as they... Ah, damn it! We don't have a dot com yet. Oh no. We do have a dot com. You just shouldn't go there because it's very sad. <laughs> uh, Riff and Rock Music Talk back. We are day drunk and our dicks are ready to come out. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Wait, this isn't it. This is our website. No, it doesn't direct there yet. We own it, but it doesn't direct. It won't. Are the the uh, <laughs> still under construction? The work, yeah, a riff and rock is under construction. We have worked on it. Um, it looks like a fucking disaster. It looks, it looks all right. I mean, I have seen better Angel Fire websites. I've seen better Firefly episodes. I've seen an episode of um, NYPD Blue. Does that count? Um, is that? Yeah, that counts. It counts. It okay. Counts everybody. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we we uh, today we um. We went on the pop side of things this this week. Did we, though? Because, I mean, we always review pop albums. I'm going to turn and face you. Okay. I'm going to look into your eyes as we talk. <laughs> yes. This is like the last episode, only we're not miles apart. We're mere inches apart. <laughs> well, yeah, no, we have definitely reviewed a lot of pop uh, albums, but I think this is the first time we were reviewing pretty much exclusively pop albums for this week. One sort of sad pop, but I would almost still call it pop music. Goth pop. We'll we'll get into that a little bit later, <laughs> but uh, welcome to Riff and Rock Music Talk, everyone. Oh, real quick too. I had a I had a theory as I was preparing for the episode in the bathroom. I oh, had a theory. While you're pooping? Yeah, exactly while I was pooping. Um you know, record sales for a band or performer go up when that person dies or when that band breaks up, right? Uh, for the most part, yeah. So, like, I'm guessing Lou Reed sales are through the roof right now due to the passing of uh, Lou Reed. Even though probably most people don't know who Lou Reed was. And they'll be like, ah, uh, Metal Machine Music? That sounds like a good album. That's, but it's got a terrible cover. Nobody should listen to it. Um, but anyway, I thought this thought. Let's say you're a band. Wouldn't it be the best idea, like, every time you release an album, you break up? And just be like, guys, we're not break, we're not, we're not touring for this one. But then, like, you know, a couple months later, like, ah, oh, we're gonna get the band back together. And then, like, every tour is a reunion tour. It's sad because I think some bands actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> like the Rolling Stones have been doing that for the past thirty years. Yeah, I mean, you could if maybe if you if you have achieved that moderate level of success and you kind of plateaued out that's the way to spike your career into the next level but what if you're like a solo artist like uh, Jimmy Buffett you just declare you've retired from music ah, like Robert Fripp has done but Jimmy Buffett makes retired music um <laughs> well okay okay here's the counter to that it's not like Jimmy Buffett actually produces music that requires any effort 
no no offense to Jimmy Buffett fan or Jimmy Buffett or Jimmy Buffett fans or his cheeseburger chain. Um uh, does he own that? I think he does own it. Um so that's Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett's Toby Keith's I Love This Restaurant. Um In Paradise. In Paradise. <laughs> but he he makes very simple, very relaxed music, so you know. And he has that fan base. Shouldn't knock on Jimmy Buffett too much. Fuck you, Jimmy Buffett. Are you going to start a Twitter war with Jimmy Buffett? By the way, Ryan started a Twitter war with Drake. Yes, the one and only Drake. I um, I believe the text message I sent to him was... Text message? At Drake. We, or sorry, at Drizzy, I believe, is, it, is his tag. <laughs> um, we got beef. Hashtag Twitter war. And, you know, ever since then, we've been locked in Mortal Kombat. With a C, not a K. Don't sue me, Midway. Oh, wait, you don't exist anymore. <gasps> NetherRealm Studios owns Mortal Kombat. Don't sue me, NetherRealm Studios. I think Drake is still waiting, biding his time for the uh, chance to strike. Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's got his his group of people, you know. Nontourage. Beating up my people in the streets, and soon we're going to have a face-off. So Chet and James, watch out, Drake's people, the, 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 the graduating class of Degrassi are, are after you. Stay vigilant, yes. my brothers and sisters. Oh boy, oh boy. So we listened to a few albums, as we always do, hence the point of this show. And um, Well, let's start by introducing ourselves. Hello everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Alex, as you probably know. <laughs> and this is... Riffin' Rock. Music. Backwards, that's toxism in crawl fur. So this episode this time around we did review a few artists that are known for uh, being poppier. Yes. Um, whether or not that carried over to their most recent efforts is we will shall discuss. D- different story, yes. Um, yes. But which one should we... Let's just delve right into it. All which right. we discuss first? Oh, man. I think... I kind of want to just... Like, like a band-aid I want to pull off. We got to talk about this, this, uh, this, this band, Panic at the Disco. I'm sorry. Panic at the Disco. Because there's an exclamation point. And, um... They, oh man, they were, they've been a band for, you know, a while, I guess. Um, God, I, I, they were big in high, when, when I was in high school, so a few years ago, and um, they kind of had that song where they wanted people to sit back and relax. And close the door or something. Yeah, yeah. And then... Has that door, has it been closed yet? I, I, I hope so. All right, yeah. Um... You also might know them as the band that kind of sounds like Fall Out Boy. They came out, they, they hit it big around the same time. They were, I guess, like the, the, the sort of the big three of that emo punk pop of My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, and... Jimmy Eat World. Oh. And who? Jimmy Eat World, or no? J- Jimmy Eat World was a little happier. Yeah. And Jimmy Eat World was definitely around or before. Um, or uh, Under Oath. Would be another that's a little bit on the heavier side. I don't listen to these bands, so yeah. Neither neither do I. 
this is typically a genre of music that's kind of my least favorite because it feels so one note. It feels very one dimensional, like ska. Ska is beautiful. Just so everyone knows, I'm not a huge fan of ska music. And I have mixed feelings about ska. Most of them positive. But we can both agree on the delicious flavor of kicks. Kicks pay us money. Kid tested, mother approved. Anyway, so they <laughs> released a new album, Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to, to die. die. Kind of like the Western Black Rhino that just became extinct. Rest in peace, rhinos. Um, the one note I, I had is, you know, this band is called Panic at the Disco, and I think it's appropriate for this album, because if I heard this music at a disco, I would panic. Aha, it's funny because it's not disco music. No, it's... What, what kind of music is, is this? Pop music, or...? I explain... I described it as... Hang on. Pop post-punk. Pop? Okay, okay. The triple P. The triple P. other music I heard by them to be as uh, heavy on the synths. Um, it, it's a short album, which is, it's only 32 minutes, which is a definite assistance to is the it, album. Is it really? It helps. Because it took me like an hour to get to this goddamn album. <laughs> and I skipped through things. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not good. I, mm, for the most part, I really, I feel like the first two songs were the strongest. Yes, they were okay. They got the good songs out of the way, and then the rest of the crap was for the fangirls. Right. There was a song with, I think, mentions of a, a shark or something, and um, I can't remember which one that one was, but it was okay. The song Miss Jackson really stood out. Um, it kind of reminded me of... Uh, those jock jams back in the 90s. Yeah! I was just supposed to pump you up, even though I watched the music video and it had nothing to do with jock jams. <laughs> it, was really, it was really messed up. You know what, since this is the, the highlight we can probably can, we can agree on, let's listen to a clip of Miss Jackson. songs like nicotine which are pretty painful um it's a it's a bad song i have a hard time describing the songs because they just 
blurred together. I described them. Okay. I can describe them. Because for me, it was just like a bad blur of an o- of an overdose and pixie sticks and Coca-Cola. And, and cocaine. And cocaine would have at least made Sorry. it. Sorry. Um, what's the other one? The one that slows you down that all the college kids like to do? Ambient. Yeah. So, um, NyQuil. The kids, the kids are doing it at the parties these days. So yeah, it's uh, Ryan. You describe this, describe these songs. So I came up with the term. It might already be an actual term, but uh, for awful pop albums like this, they only have one or two singles, and the rest is filler. I call it populitis. 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 So that is, and I tur- I I wrote it down word for word. Having one or two good songs on your album, and the rest are filler. You you know. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was thinking of something very similar throughout two out of three of these albums. Was that I don't understand why a pop act records a full album anymore. Because there's legitimately, they have, there's legitimately no reason. They have, you know, two or three singles. None of, and it seems like none of it else, there's any effort whatsoever put into them. Why don't they just release singles? Release a, four, release a 45 and a single in a, in a two-track or you know, whatever format. Yeah. Um, but there's genuinely, I don't see any reason for them to put out the rest of the album. And it's not like the, the majority of their audience probably aren't buying the CD. They're downloading the iTunes. Beyonce does not need eight albums. No. And I was the same thing with this. Like the first two songs, the first, well, the first time I listened to it, I hated all of it. The first two songs on the second list, I went, you know, it's all right. It's... I can tolerate it, and then it just starts, it goes downhill really, really fast. Although I did enjoy the last song, The End of All Things, I believe that that was, like, producers like, okay, you can have one actual song, <laughs> but we're gonna, we're gonna throw in some auto-tune or vocoder or whatever they were using. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was... It wasn't poppy, it was a slow song, there was an actual instrument in there, it was a piano. Yeah, yeah. That one um, was acceptable. They harmonized. Girls, yeah. girls, boys. Oh my god, holy shit, holy shit, we gotta stop this, you have to watch the music video. Holy <laughs> shit, we have to stop this. Stop whatever you're doing, go listen to Girls, Girls, Boys, and we'll be waiting. No, Alex, I'm talking to you right now, you have to watch this music video. Alright, gonna, we're gonna pause the podcast right now, and I'm gonna listen to Girls, Girls, Boys. Yeah, that song is about, um, oh, what I got from that is that girls slash girls slash boys is about uh, not only girlfriends and boyfriends, but also being uh, accepting of the entire LGBTQ community. Um, But why is that song so bad? Like, Um, like Macklemore, Macklemore did a song kind of in the same vein. It was a hit. Everybody loved it. It was super preachy. 
It was. And then now this guy, uh, I don't remember his name, so I'm just going to call it. Yes, Chauncey. I believe this is his birth name, <laughs> his given name. Um, he, in the views video, he's just standing around being naked and lip syncing. He is in good shape. And he looks at you. He keeps looking at you. I generally felt, and Ryan can vouch this, I was expressing I generally felt uncomfortable. Yeah, I like, think that's the point, though. You're supposed to be feeling comfortable because... He just looks so... He's so much better than you in terms of physicalness. He's and he, in great shape. And he has girls friends and boyfriends and their girlfriends also have girlfriends and boyfriends and that's okay um. <laughs> oh but uh for some of these songs i was thinking and it's gonna come around full circle uh full circle not full circle that um most of these at the disco songs Kind of have like a Gary Newman feel to them. Yeah, they, like a here in my car, and then like the synths and just much more upbeat. And then they're all about boyfriends and girlfriends. Mm-hmm. It, it was a song. It's like they're like a shitty Fallout Boy. Yeah. And then there were some songs like uh, where is it? Girl that you love, that just sound like a, uh, or wait, sorry, one, two, three, Vegas Lights, that was just like, ugh, it's so bad, because it was just vocoders like, now it's time to get in the car, now it's time for us to go far, oh, oh, girl, we're going far. But, I mean, what I just did right there, those eight bars, way better than... <laughs> Panic at the disco. Yeah, um, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Do you recommend? No. <laughs> Do not. It's just fucking stupid. I thought I, would, I thought we'd get like a few good laughs out of it. I got a few good laughs out of it, and that's part of the reason I picked the sound because I'm like, ah, oh, Panic at the Disco is still a band. Not to be totally up my own butt, but I was a little up in my own butt, being like, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you prefer their older albums? I don't, like, really. I never thought they were... They were kind of, like, always the, the, the worst of all, of all those bands, I felt. They just kind of were uninteresting. I, I feel that if you listeners are going to pick up this album or listen to any of the singles, just listen to Fall Out Boy. Yeah. You'll have a better time. Corey wrote a very positive review for Save Rock and Roll, which I didn't get a chance to listen to, but he expressed that, that was a that was a really well done, essentially just a pop at pop album, and um, they stopped trying to be punk and edgy, and they just went, you went screw it, we're a pop band. These this is the Aldi brand Fallout Boy. Even though Fallout Boy didn't they discover Panic at the disco? I'm just gonna call him Pat D. Pat D. <laughs> I like Pat D. They should abbreviate it. Um, God, who knows. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Fuck it. This is they're just dumb. <laughs> Don't listen to this album. Pick yourself up a nice wholesome album like uh whatever it was called, Save Rock and Roll. Yeah, uh, I'm reading right here. Well actually what happened is that Panic and Disco sent a link to Fall Boy um to their song to their demos and then they to Pete Wentz. And Pete Wentz went, These guys are great! You mean Mr. Nicole Richie? Is he married Nicole Richie? Uh, they were, weren't they? 
married to Ashley Simpson, right? Oh, Ashley Simpson, yes. But then they get divorced in 2011. No! <laughs> he once wrote that book. Oh, there, I think we read an excerpt of once. Oh, man. He's got a kid, though. His name is Bronx. <laughs> That's a... That's bad. <laughs> Can we, can we talk about an album that's better than this? Yeah, let's talk about uh, the latest installment of The Ugliest Man in the World. <laughs> uh, Sir Gary Newman. I think he's been knighted. I don't think he's been knighted. No? I mean, his lips might have been knighted, but not the rest of his hideous face. <laughs> oh, poor Gary. He makes some good music, but he's just hideous. Is that Nine Inch Nails? He's yeah, wearing Nine, Nine Inch Nails shirt. <laughs> they must be friends. Gary Newman has to be friends with Trent Reznor. Oh, God. He figures so with all the... Oh, look at that picture. It looks just like him. It looks just like... This is a British, Britishier, uglier Trent Reznor. <laughs> but anyway, he released an album called Splinter, in parentheses, Songs from a Broken Mind. We were dust and on the cover, he looks like a man from the 1890s who just left a coal factory in a top hat. That's exactly what the picture looks like. Yeah. Gary Newman is well known for his goth pop tendencies uh, with hints of new wave, some electronica. Um, really, in essence, proto Nine Inch Nails. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean... Just flat out, this was Nine Inch Nails before it was Nine Inch Nails. Like if you guys have never heard of Gary Newman, go to your websites, type in Gary Newman with an a U instead of an E W, and listen to some of his stuff. Car, you've probably heard, but there's a bunch of other stuff too. Um, well known in England, very in influential music. circles. Yeah, influential to a lot of the sort of goth, sort of goth and electronic genres as well. Um, Industrial as well. Yeah, definitely. So, it's a, not, I mean, sort of on the underground. In a, well, how would I word it? It's he, like the godfather yeah. of industrial. I mean, he's well known. In, it depends. In certain circles, he's really well known. In certain circles, he's just... His song was in DJ Hero. I think he's well known by everybody now. Okay, so he's a big name in a way. Um... He really, so he released Splinter songs from a broken mind, um, and man, if we're not going to mention Nine Inch Nails too many times in this review, I don't know what, because the first thing I thought of when I listened to this album was Throbbing Gristle. 
That's the first thing that came to my mind. I, I immediately song. thought of, hey, it sounds like maybe Trent Reznor, or either Trent Reznor or Gary Newman handed each other <laughs> some, some, some instrumentals and went, hey, what do you want to do with this? And that, I, I bet you anything, Gary was actually the one that worked with Adrian Ballou and the guy from Fleetwood Mac and Trent Reznor did not. And they just swapped their music, put different vocals on it and went, eh, no one's going to know the difference. Or they were both walking to the same recording studio with their music notes. They bumped into they each other. They bumped into each other. Classic <laughs> mix-up. Oh, Gary and Trent. <laughs> you know, or their roommates. <laughs> They'd be the saddest apartment. They would just sit on the couch, stare at a TV that's turned off, do pull-ups. <laughs> Talk about their favorite brand of carrot juice. I really like Welch's. <laughs> Fuck you. I like Clydesdale. <laughs> I like this album. This album's pretty good. You guys should listen to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the first song, right off the bat, it's, uh, it's like just a... Um, it it's got some of that cheesy s- string instrument s- stuff absolutely. in there. But it sounds, it sounds like Throbbing Gristle, only you don't have to worry about having the nightmares. <laughs> Because it's, it's it's a little friendlier, it's more accessible. Gary has... I love Gary Newman's voice. I think it is brilliant for the kind of music he does. It's just a beautiful, haunting sound to it. And he does a great job of matching his, vo- his voice... Just even not even his lyrics, but his voice to the lyrics. It just has a despair and... All the Newman brothers have really good voices. I completely agree. Like Paul Newman? Yeah, pa- the ghost of Paul Newman. Randy Newman. Gary Newman. Are Randy Newman and Gary Newman related? All three of them are related. No, they're not. That's why they spell Newman in three different ways. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that salad dressing <laughs> is so goth. <laughs> I would love to see a Randy Newman-Gary Newman collaboration. That would be um, awesome. Uh, but yeah, right off the bat, I Am Dust. Beautiful, well not beautiful, um, dark, sad, brooding stuff um well that's the theme of the entire uh not only the actual album cover but the, the album is just Newman. dark gary newman's life it's a very very good picture for the theme of the album yes yes um it's dark and dusty mm-hmm. um and then there's a couple songs about bleeding what's yeah. the name of the one of what like everyone is bleeding or everything bleeds love hurt bleed maybe oh yeah that's the song let's let's okay let's take a listen to it just so you guys can understand the theme of the music Everything is bleeding, or everything bleeds. In Gary Newman worlds. Um, Can you imagine Randy Newman doing a cover of that song? Everything bleeds. I am the dust. Um, I really liked the last song, My Last Day. Very sad, depressing. Very touching. Yeah. Do you think it was written for Lou Reed? Even though this came out like two days after Lou Reed died, I think he predicted Lou Reed dying. Um, he went, I think Lou Reed's gonna kick the bucket, 
and then we died. He's like, called it. Yeah. And so I understand. Like, I know that at the beginning of this recording, you said that we're reviewing a bunch of pop albums. All three of them are pop albums. But do you consider this a pop album? You know... Okay, maybe tonally it's not a traditional pop pop album, but I think this is a. <laughs> Our eyes touched. Um, I, I think this is, in a lot of ways, a pop album. But it's just not that similar pop sounds that you're used to. I mean, and a lot of them are similar. I mean, you got a lot of those like synth uh, synth tones. They're just they're darker. So it's like it's like goth pop. I would call it. That'd be the genre I would give this is goth pop. I completely disagree. Uh, on the Wikipedia's, it even calls it dark wave. Dark wave, yes. Which I, I'm assuming is like dark new wave. And it's I, dark wave. I'll concede you that, must whip it. I'll concede that Gary Newman used to make pop songs back in the '70s, but now, I mean, he's he's found his own little his own little corner of the music room. But look, if you were to make all these songs a tiny bit more up tempo, um, tune them up a little bit. And sung by, I don't know, Miley Cyrus, they would all be pop songs. Everything bleeds. Everything bleeds. I came in like a wrecking ball. I came in like a wrecking ball. See? Pretty interchangeable. Yeah. Just because it's in 4 4 time, fuck you. itself notation wise it's very traditional pop stuff to me that's what it sounds like again he does a lot to make it sound sad and depressing pop but it's pop music so do you consider nine inch nails pop music um he was i think i think the trent reznor album the nine inch nails album was a little bit more uh less in the pop realm i mean there was definitely some pop songs like that that that, the The weezer song yeah i was about to say the one we called the weezer song (laughs) was definitely um or but I mean, the but, like, beats some, were a lot. They're poppy, kind of like. But they were. It was a little heavier, a little even grungier. So like, came back haunted was a lot. Had a much more distorted tones to this. This was. It was very clean sounding. Um, it didn't have like. It wasn't gritty. It was sad. It was. It was sad, but it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't sound like there were things grinding against each other and children dying. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about the Miley Cyrus album already? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not yet, unfortunately. Did you say grinding, and that's all I was thinking about. Grind. Yeah, I'm gonna grind you. Oh, dear God. Um, um, we all can see that some of it's not super poppy, like, here in black. Um, but I just, I feel, I hear a lot of pop tendencies. Good ones, though. And I think it's great that people are taking the pop formula and making different things with it. You mean things that the pop formula stole from? <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know. I, I have a hard time thinking of what else to say about it. I just enjoyed it. Do you think it was too depressing of an album? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a sad album. You uh, uh, listen to this on a rainy day, or maybe when you're stuck in traffic. I drove When I was driving to the session, I was listening to that album, and it made me really, really stressed out. So, listeners, 
try not to listen to this album while you're driving <laughs> in a college town or else people will get really you'll get really upset I listened to it while I was working out and I was just like Gary why As a, that's that's the sound of me lifting something why 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 yes yep but um I think you should buy this album I think you guys should also buy the album not only because it is uh, a great con- contribution from a great yet hideous uh, musician, <laughs> but because uh, it's along the same vein as the Nine Inch Nails album, which Alex didn't like, but I liked. That and that was my the first time I listened to this. The first thing that came to my mind when it's a Nine Inch Nails album made for me. Yep, it's not. It's that OG status. Um, but yeah, buy the album, support this guy. He has made a lot of music that no one has heard. In fact, according to where was it, uh, the Billboard top or the UK albums chart, in the first was that the week? I think that's got to be a week. He sold six thousand albums. You know what the funny thing is? He that's, topped the chart. <laughs> that's Newman's highest charting album since 1983. He sold six thousand albums. So please support this. Support your your independent artists. <laughs> Gary Newman is a hardly independent at this point. Yeah, but he is very very talented. He is he is a very talented guy. Even though he's really ugly and <laughs> he, he even looks like Trent Reznor. <laughs> just like a. <laughs> I swear to God, it's the same person. <laughs> it's an alter ego. <laughs> no, Trent Reznor works out. So from one depressing pop album to another depressing pop album, we also listened to Bangers by um, Hannah Montana. A Miss Mille Cyrus. I don't know if I'm supposed to take her Cyrus. Ha, I see what you did there. Ha, 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 She was born of a mule and a country star, uh, Miley Cyrus, damsel in this distress. She has grown up, and now she has ventured away from the Disney slash country scene and into our hearts. Well, so she got dumped out the end of the Disney Channel, and now is um, she makes um, I, she makes music by the loosest definition. Um, it this album I would describe is country meets dubstep. Is it country though? I mean, there's some twanginess. There is one country song on this album. She tries to have a featuring co- Nelly. Yeah, it had some country. Well, it had some like country moments. Um, she tries to sing with that twang, and then all of a sudden it drops a beat and goes whoop whoop whoop. She mentions a truck in the song. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say I. We we first agree we're gonna do this album. I was really skeptical for many reasons, um, but the first track happened and I was like, oh, this might be actually kind of stripped down. 
mellow. It's but I was like, you know what? I could I could probably dig this, and then the rest of the album happened. Um, because Adore You is a very sim is a simple song. There's not a lot to it. It's like a bass and a keys, and it's a it's a love song. And I'm like, I'm not saying it's brilliant. I'm not. You're giving me this look. I'm like, I'm not saying it's brilliant. I'm just saying I could. I was like, I can I can work with this. In my notes, I simply wrote, "Fuck this song." <laughs> then you get to We Can't Stop, which Ryan, you talk about We Can't Stop first because that song makes me mad. Well. It I mean, there's not much to it. It's just a, a song about youth and having a great time and doing some regrettable shit. I liked it. You liked it? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's just a shitty pop song about going out and, and having fun. It's essentially younger people's versions of uh, Fat Lip. Red cups and sweaty bodies everywhere. Hands in the air, like we don't care, cause we came to have so much fun now, bet somebody here might get some now. If you're not ready to go home, can I get a hell no, cause we gonna go all night, till we see the sunlight, alright? It's essentially, yeah, it is fat lip, that's it. Here's my thing, and I was telling you this as we were going, uh, as we were walking around today, is that, so Miley writes the song about, no one's gonna stop us from partying. Then again, she's not even 21, and no one has ever made any sort of conscious effort to stop her from partying. She's a child actor. It's a, it's assumed that she's going to party. But why does she even need to declare that no one's going to stop her? She should just write a song and go, this is fucking obvious. I'm going to get smashed and drink underage at bars, and no one's going to do a damn thing about it. And that's what happens. You've heard the, all the press and stuff where she she, she stole that llama in France and took it on a, a train ride. Did she really? Yeah, something. Somebody stole a llama. I assumed it was her. I mean, I know Justin Bieber has abandoned monkeys all over the greater European area. Yeah, and he smoked weed once. He sm and peed in the bucket. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but I don't mind that song. There are some other ones, like the one with Britney Spears, which just... Oh god. Killed me. What was that? That was the... Uh... It was SMS. Bangers. Britney Spears in this yeah. song. Oh, she was in there. She, she was in there. She talked about, she talked about, you better pay rent or else the, I'm gonna, she, she threatened to murder somebody. <laughs> it was, it was really dumb. It was so dumb. And, but it made it funny though. Like, I know I'm facepalming right now, but it was just one day he wants me, one day he wants me not. I don't do chances, cause time just ain't what I got. If he's like that, I got a world tour that they need me at. I can't be sitting around here waiting on a man to tell me where the fuck my seat be at. Where Mike Will at. I, I think that's, that's one of her producers. All the way in the back with a dick on my lap, all the boys like to ask me, what you doing with that? <laughs> You, 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 you say you love me, I ain't fool with that. They ask me how I keep a man. I keep a battery pack. 
Yeah, that, that's pretty much the uh, the tone of the entire album. Well, the album has two tones. It's either I am heartbroken or I'm all get fucked. And that's the most common... It doesn't work. You're, you can't be like, I love to party, but I'm really sad. Yeah, in my notes, I wrote for four different songs, Miley Loves Party. <laughs> oh, except for whoever wrote song, uh, Maybe You're Right, the song Maybe You're Right, I said, uh, oh, that had the worst hook ever. Like, let's, let's take a listen to Maybe You're Right, which is wrong. I don't remember what song it was that I think I have to double check, but like it, they were essentially stealing the refrain from a different song. Oh, you're thinking of uh, Justin Timberlake or Jay Z and Justin Timberlake's uh, Magna Carta? No, well, yeah, we, we covered that once. We covered that once. Um, oh, I want to say, God, hold on, I'm gonna pause. All right, it was. Um, my darling, and more or less, it's they're singing "Stand by Me." Oh yeah. I've why don't Why don't I you stand Stand by me? Oh my darling, stand by me. We gonna make a movie, a movie. It's gonna be in 3D, 3D. We gonna make a movie, a movie. It's gonna be in 3D, 3D. Why don't you stand, stand by me? Oh my darling, stand by me, stand by me. Uh, I skipped this song just so everyone knows. Although, I did like one song, or I did like two songs on this album. The first one was F You, which is essentially just Miley Cyrus saying, stay in your lane, mind your own business, I'm gonna do me, you do you. It was great. It was, and like, and it worked because the song itself wasn't shitty. Oh, I thought I was almost laughing when I listened to that song. Really? Because I'm like, really? The girl that's like, I'm gonna do a one yeah, party. She can't say fuck you in an album. Because she's she did so say hard. Fuck you. No, she said, I got an F and a U. And she's so hardcore because she liked a potty. And with her the wiener in her lap, her wiener is someone else's wiener, I don't know. But now she just, I have two letters. One is Oh, F- wait, this song I was thinking of was Do My Thing. <laughs> F.U. was the one that sounded like it was from a musical. That one was bad. F.U. sounded like an Avril Lavigne song. <laughs> it like a musical, there was one song I really liked. It was Drive. I thought Drive was perfectly acceptable. Synthy was in a decent line. <laughs> the note I wrote, the notes I wrote were very straightforward pop song, still full of bullshit. But it's almost tolerable. Yeah, I, that was the one I was like, I That's think I is. think after you get through so much this album, it's a B side. Yeah, you're like, it's acceptable. Like after you've listened to Wrecking Ball, which is just stupid as hell. It gets the job done. The, Except for the although, terrible music video. Beware, oh the music God. video will make you feel like an old dirty man, no matter who you are. And you how old you are, and you'll feel old and gross. And that music video. Have, have you seen the music video? It's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs>
captures the issue here where it's like, I'm crying, I'm sad, and now I'm grinding a ball and chain. I'm sucking a sledgehammer's dick. <laughs> Suck a sledgehammer's dick. <laughs> we miss you, Lou Reed. Um, oh, I was thinking of Wesley Willis. What did you think of hashtag get it right? I don't even remember it. It just was like a turgid blur of stupid shit. I wrote hashtag I want my money back. I love money party. Oh, I love money party had some great lyrics too. <laughs> uh, where she discusses the uh, the relationship between love, money, and partying. and partying. Yes. You can have love without money, but you still party. She can't have parties without money. You can have money without love. <laughs> money ain't nothing but money. When you go, when you get to the money, it ain't nothing but money. Uh, love ain't nothing but love. When you learn how to love, it ain't nothing but love. Oh, so party ain't nothing but a party. When you party every day, it ain't nothing but a party. So money is money, love is love, party is party. Ing. No, money ain't nothing but money. I hate this album. Don't listen to it. Just don't listen to this piece of garbage. Go out, read a book, um, specifically Questlove from The Roots new book, which I'm in the middle of, and it's pretty good. His it's got, love letter to Prince. It's essentially a love letter to Prince, but it's got, it has pictures in it, and, you know... <laughs> He's one of the ugliest babies I've ever seen. Other than Gary Newman? They're about the same. <laughs> they might be the same person. Um, but well, just, like, which one's the racist one? Is that Gary Newman just doing blackface? No. They're, okay, Questlove is the fourth Newman brother, okay? Okay, Questlove Newman. Um, and but Newman from Seinfeld is the fifth Newman. Yeah. Don't listen to bangers, except for the song Do My Thang, because it's hilarious. I've been through heartbreaks. Probably it's much for anybody with a human heart to take. You know something not too good to elaborate, but I've been left in a lobby. I done been through the fire. I done been the girl on the side. I'ma leave it all on the line! And now they growing up. I bet you regret it, because it just don't taste like me. Can we close the episode with uh, Nelly's... Uh Part in the song 4x4, the country hit. <laughs> can, we, can we do that? We could do that. And this, okay. again, I love this that periodically she tries to have like a southerny twang in her voice and then just dubstep beats. I'm Michael Jordan. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> I'm Michael Jordan. Stop it. Get some help. Um. Yeah, don't buy this album. Don't buy this album. Because you probably have, and you, sh you should probably return it and send a letter to Miley and say, Miley, we really want you to get some help. Um, we care about you. Your your father thinks you've been possessed by the devil. And the album cover looks like it's straight out of the 80s. And Fix she, that. And she was born in 1992. Fix it. You're disgusting. All three of you are disgusting. All three Miley Cyruses? No, all three albums we listen to are disgusting. But Gary Newman's album is disgusting for the right reason. One of them was a success. That's all I have to say. Shame on you. Shame on you. Uh, God damn it. Ryan, why do we do this to ourselves?